everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guide. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things small business and entrepreneurship in the local area, and it's a great place for any aspiring or existing entrepreneur to stop by if they want to learn more about the franchising space. Today's episode is in regards to a topic that's relevant to every business, in franchising or not. So with that, I'm going to introduce our guest today, Veronica Doga, who's the director of the Apex Accelerator, which is a program within the Nebraska Business Development Center, and Daniel Kuhar, who is the business development specialist with the same organization, Apex Accelerator. For starters, thank you very much for both being here today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. You bet. Your organization, your, your service that you provide through the Apex Accelerator is one of those hidden gems. So one of you gets to choose first with the response of, tell me what the Apex Accelerator is and why it should be important to all business owners. So Apex Accelerator is um, a fairly new name. Mm-hmm. You probably have heard uh, PTAG before or Procurement Technical Assistance. Um, and we are the same organization. Okay, just new name, just new, new brand, name, but same service. New brand, sa- brand, same service. So we help businesses sell to the government. You help with government contracting. We help um, businesses find, bid, um, market themselves, and hopefully win. We cannot guarantee the win, but that's what we strive for. Yes, and I would imagine that you have, you have plenty of experiences and examples of successes where you've helped businesses win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because of confidentiality, we can't share uh, many of our clients' stories, and that's the same across NBDC. We maintain that confidentiality, which is a, a great thing for business owners. Um, but the chance that we do get to tell stories is when they allow us to tell those stories <laughs> for them. Um, so we, we do that through our, our success stories, which I highly suggest going to our website and checking those out. We have multiple success stories from all of the NBDC programs. But um, one that we kind of were looking at earlier as is, is a, is a good success story is a client that um, out in Vedigree, Nebraska, a town of 500 people, uh-huh. uh, they have a, a welding company. So Zimmetal, um, sorry, Zimmetal and Welding LLC. And they were going after a contract with the Bureau of Land Management to make these corrals for horses and burrows and stuff. Uh-huh. Is that and a federal or a state or Federal, yeah. Okay. Bureau of Land Management is. Uh, they're part of the Interior, Department of Interior. Gotcha. And so they needed help with the SAM registration right off the bat to kind of get that get them in the door of federal contracting. So our, our consultant, Megan, one of our six consultants, helped with that um, and then kind of helped them understand the language of everything and get through the proposal process. And then they ended up winning this five-year, uh, multiple-year um, IDIQ contract for $1.2 million, which they're still wow. performing on today. So that's just one example of kind of something that you wouldn't even think of in the government space, right, mm-hmm. of building these things for horses and burrows. Uh, that just shows how much the government does actually buy, and it's a great story for yeah. our clients. That is not small potatoes. Not and, at all. And I have to unpack it a little bit just because we uh, mentioned SAM and IDIQ right. and all of this government talk. So, <laughs> part of, Thank you, Veronica. <laughs> part of what we do also is educate businesses that government is buys everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's a market that not a lot of companies are thinking about as a 
just um, another um, diversification okay right for their market for their customers but that's what government is it's just another customer yeah. that requires different uh, procedures and understanding and a little bit of different language but bottom line is it's a different customer right mm -hmm. so um, after we kind of look uh, at the client at the company at what they're selling and we figure that there is a market for them um, we help them understand who those agencies are that they're buying whether it's a state federal or um, local even okay. um, understand what kind of um, contracting vehicles that agency uses mm -hmm. how to even approach that agency right in terms of contracting do they uh, ask for solicitations do they have bids um, idiqs um, stands for uh, indefinite delivery indefinite quantities so that sounds very governmental it yeah. is <laughs> uh, and and a lot of people get scared from that talk and from that language and that's what our consultants are doing they're translating and they're educating uh -huh. the businesses not only to just understand what they are looking at but also how to pursue and then how to be compliant because mm -hmm. guess what after you win it's not the end of the road it's just the beginning Right, because you can you have to still be compliant with the document that you signed, mm -hmm. and if you're not compliant, you can get in trouble. Sure, there's there's consequences. Yes, the upside is you can you can count on the payment coming in, right? Yes, mm -hmm. uh, government always pays their bills, and that's another um, advantage in going after government contracts, because when the economy is usually not going great, when mm -hmm. B2B is not going well. When other consumers uh, and, and other customers are kind of, you know, in not in a good shape, people remember that there is the government yeah. and they always pay the bills. But that's not really the good time, the right time to pursue government contracts. You have to be ready. You have to have all of your registrations, all of the certifications that you can qualify for to be more competitive and then understand what the processes are. And that's what our consultants are helping with. So two big questions for you. The first one, because we're on the Heartland Franchise Guide podcast, somebody who owns their own locally owned and operated franchise business could utilize the Apex Accelerator program, could be a customer, a client of yours? Yeah, absolutely. So wherever your business is located, there is an Apex Accelerator in every state. So okay. if you're a franchise owner of a franchise here in Nebraska, um, you can utilize our services. Um, so I believe with franchises, you're not tied to any sort of the main, you know, franchise location or anything like that. You can just operate as your own business, meet with us as the Apex Accelerators, and, um, yeah, all the same services that we provide to any other type of business. Got it. We can help anybody that is a for-profit organization. So okay. as long as the business is located in Nebraska, registered in Nebraska, mm -hmm. Uh, and they are a for-profit organization, we can, we can help. If they are outside of Nebraska, as Daniel mentioned, we will send them to their uh, appropriate apex gotcha. within their state that they're registered in. What does this cost? Like if I want to go to the Apex Accelerator and try to win some government contracts or get edumacated on how I do that, what's the, what's the cost to me? Our services are um, no cost. So... If anybody um, hesitates to reach us out just because they think that there is a fee, there is not. 
the only payment that we ask for, and it's not really a payment, is just um, um, responding to our surveys when we are asking for some kind of result information or how we did uh, things that we have to do because of our grant funded um, program. So um, their response to our surveys is the, is the payment of the business for our services. You answered the second part of my question with your first answer, which is you are funded by grants. Correct. That's how you're able to offer this service to business owners at no cost. Correct. Our uh, Apex Accelerator is um, funded by DOD, the Department of Defense. Okay. And um, it's also funded by the University of Nebraska at Omaha for the state match. And that's actually where you're seated, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's your, Correct. At your office at UNO, where the... Where your larger organization, the Nebraska Business Development Center, is also one of the one of America's small business development center right. locations. Right? Yes. Yes. So UNO serves as our headquarters, but then we have consultants across the state as well, and different centers as cr across the state as well. So yes. we, even within the Apex program, we have um, six different consultants, and let's see, uh, th four of those are outside of the Omaha office. Okay. They provide service to the rest of the state um, outside of Omaha. So. That's kind of how our program is set up, at least. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's very helpful. What are your backgrounds? How do you how do you get into a job at the Apex Accelerator for NBDC? <laughs> well, we actually both have similar backgrounds um, in that we we started at the MBA program at UNO, getting our masters, and mm -hmm. uh, got into graduate assistantships through um, NBDC. And Veronica had her path to different programs in NBDC to now she's the director. And uh, I had a different path. But Veronica can talk a little bit more about that, too, because she's been at NBDC for longer than I have. Yeah, I've been at NBDC for over 14 years. Congratulations. Um, thank you. It's a great place to work at. And um, the people and the work that we do is amazing. Um, I mean, working with business owners and helping them grow and helping them succeed. And um, it's such a great reward to, to just see that uh, through our work um, that that's why I've stuck around for so long. <laughs> and um, I was not bored one day, but um, I, uh, I, I, did, I started kind of like a market research uh, for the Small Business Innovative Research Program grants that uh, are part of the Technology Transfer and Innovation Program at NBDC. Okay. And then uh, moved on to the international trade. And you might remember doing, me doing that. I uh, do, Helping yeah. businesses with export. Um, and, um, and then um, got into the government contracting. That's an interesting road. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not something you choose, but it kind of chooses you. Like, <laughs> I just had the opportunity to become a graduate assistant for the PTAC program then under Veronica. And so I, I was a GA for about a year and a half, knew nothing about government contracting before I set foot in the door and then quickly became aware of this whole world. Um, and then a position opened up, the business development specialist position. And so I, I uh, went for it. And yeah, I've been here in this position full-time for about three years, a little over three years, and I enjoy the work that we do, like Veronica said, just being able to meet with business owners and see the struggles they're facing, but then also how we can provide them a free service to help them overcome those barriers. Yeah. Um, they just are so grateful for the services that we provide, and it's it's cool to see. Yeah, it's got to be rewarding in a lot of ways. 
Mm-hmm. So you made me think of another question. Are there so first of all, are there industry categories that the accelerator services are focused on? Or said another way, are there any categories of business that probably really wouldn't gain from government contracting education? Yeah. There are. Um, I mean, gen- what we t- like to say is that the government buys everything, but there, I mean, the truth is, like, if it's something that's federally not approved, like, I'm thinking about marijuana, okay. that is not something that the government can buy. Um, alcohol, typically, and tobacco, those kinds of things typically aren't purchased by the government. Okay. And then there are other industries that just have a very low percentage of the overall spend that the government buys. So, the real, I mean, the reality of breaking into the market for certain industries is is pretty low because they don't spend a lot on it. But I don't know if you want to talk more about that. But but there are industries that are doing really well. So, for example, in Nebraska, construction is number one industry that is operating in the government contracting arena. Um, of professional services mm-hmm. is another one. Financial services is another one. As a big when one. When you say professional services, what kind of professional services? Is oh, it's buying? everything, really. It's a um, any um, any architecturing and the architecture and um, gotcha. Not construction, I guess, but yeah, architecture, engineering, engineering <laughs> scientific <laughs> research yeah. falls under that. Okay, it's a big category for the it government, is. but yeah. yeah. Program management, even, uh, or I'm sorry, pro- project management. Project management. Uh, thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, trainings is uh, another one in that category. So it's it's varied. It's very you know varied uh, in the, in the types. Does military contracting fall under this umbrella too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Department of Defense is the largest spender out of any of the federal agencies. Um, so the majority of that, over $600 billion that they spend annually, the government, um, mm-hmm. a majority of that is from the Department of Defense for the various Air Force bases, Army units. Um, they need to run their bases, obviously, and they operate often like a city is what they describe mm-hmm. it as. So mm-hmm. they purchase lots of things that you would typically see in in any city, you know. So, yeah, it definitely falls within that. And obviously, we have offered Air Force Base here in mm-hmm. uh, Omaha or close to Omaha. And sure. uh, they do purchase a lot of construction as well. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Always something being built there. Yeah. Another every thing, military installation. Another yeah. thing to remember with government contracting, you know, we did bring this example of multi-million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. But not all of the contracts are multi-million and big in terms of the value, Right. Um, there are a lot of industries and companies that that have multiple smaller dollar amounts of okay. contracts that they can purchase, that they can go after, and it still adds up. So, for example, um, the Air Force Base, the Offutt Air Force Base, I believe in 2021, they purchased uh, on the credit card purchases a value of about 30 million dollars. In purchases, wow! In a year, so the military um, is micro purchasing, and that goes on a credit card, and then it it kind of forfeits the um, the rules of big solicitations that you have to follow. So it's a little easier to um, accomplish these kind of uh, transactions. Yeah, and um, there are a lot of businesses that are still. 
selling um, in smaller quantities, uh, but it all adds up and it's still government contracting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can kind of do a smaller toe in the water approach because there's mm -hmm. going to be some of those um, less sizable contracts available. What I want to know is who in the government's getting all the points for the credit cards? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they That's fly themselves around, right? We have the Air Force. That yeah. is a very good question. Huh. Yeah, we need know. to follow up on that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our snip out for the, for the episode. How do folks get a hold of you? If they want to learn more about participating and learning from the Apex Accelerator Program, how do they go about contacting you? Well, you can contact either one of us via email um, or if you know that you want to um, pursue these services that we provide, you can go to our website and sign up as a new client and that will automatically send us kind of the information that we need to get you with the right consultant at our team um, based What's on location. What's the website? So the website is nbdc.unomaha.edu slash apex if you want to go to our program. A-P-E-X. That's right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that'll take you right there. There's a button on the right-hand side that says contact a consultant, and then it lays out really nicely all six of our consultants in the area that they cover so you know uh, who in your you know, you're in your location is going to be able to provide you that assistance. Mm -hmm. Great. And our audience knows that there's a QR code on this episode when it goes live, so they can always scan the QR code, and we'll get them in touch with you if necessary. Nice. So That's good. Thank you, both of you, for being here and telling us about this Somewhat hidden gem. It's not going to be hidden too long because now we got a business well, development specialist here. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, I think there's a lot of people that participate in it are like, this isn't hidden at all. So right. thank exactly. you for doing what you do and helping to prop up small businesses, franchised and not, through government contracting services. Yeah, of course. And, you know, if the company is still on the fence or they think maybe this is not for me or I don't know where to start, just give us a call and we'll be able to direct you um, and uh, kind of figure that out with you, whether that's a good path or not. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. Thanks to both of you for being here today. Daniel, really thanks, appreciate Blake. it. Yeah. Veronica, thanks Thank for you. coming in. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. been a pleasure talking with you and learning from you. I got a couple of good nuggets out of this one. So good. I also should say that we have a lot of events and um, yes. workshops and, and seminars that we are putting together uh, via our program. Last year we had seventy. That's seven zero events. Wow. Um, which, Just which education on this educational, topic. Educational, yep, on different topics that um, that are specific for government contracting. And then we have our uh, big conference, two big conferences that we hold: uh, one in Omaha in the spring and one in the um, uh, Western Nebraska in the fall. Mm -hmm. So the one that we are getting ready to. Um, announce fully, I guess. I mean, the information's out there, but yeah, our fall conference was going to be in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, mm -hmm. October 17th through the 19th. Um, and it's called our Meet the Buyers Conference. It's essentially all about government contracting. And uh, we like to bring on a bunch of different federal, state, and local agency reps out to these events to hear directly from um, business owners yeah. and try to make those relationships and get so things the actual started. actual purchasers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oftentimes. And we provide a lot of training workshops at the one out in, in Scotts Bluff in the fall as well. So definitely be out on, on the lookout for that. Should be coming out soon, the information. Thank you. Appreciate it. You guys are mm -hmm. doing a lot at the Apex Accelerator. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Blake. You're welcome. And thanks to all of you for joining us for another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy with Veronica and Daniel of the Apex Accelerator. 
Again, scan our QR code if you need information to contact them and learn more about it. Our QR code will get you in touch with us, and we'll get you in touch with them. And don't keep us a secret or the Apex Accelerator a secret. Share, follow, and subscribe this episode, and definitely share it with folks who you think could benefit from this. Business owners, aspiring business owners, franchise owners who can gain from government contracting. So we thank you again for being here with us for another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, and we'll see you here again very soon. A Huda Media Production.